Hello and welcome to Rollbound. My name is Chas and I am the DM for this wonderful group. We're going to go down the list and everyone introduce themselves. Starting off with Groove. Introduce yourself. Hello. I am Groove and I am bound to the role of Chrono Harris Mobius. Alrighty, and Allie. Hello, I am Allie. I am bound to the role of Charybdis Mobius. Alrighty, Minnow. Hello, my name is Minnow. I am bound to the role of Lady Reverie. Awesome, awesome. Mickey. Hi, I'm Mickey, and I'm bound to the role of Maria. And last but never least, Joey. My name is Joey, and I am bound to the role of Winfrey McNeil. And you hear the flapping of wings. Is it going away from us? You sort of continue hearing it like it's circling. Oh no. See, hearing this. Do I hear this? I rolled a five. I don't know if I hear this. I look over at Maria and shrug. Like, what? What do we do? Uh, I think Maria would be like, um, just like, have like, she would be like pointing up and then like do like a circling motion. And then, uh, kind of glance back at the tents, like unsure if she wants to wake anyone up or try to get in. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Lady Reverie starts walking to the tents. Um, as she does, she takes her, her prosthetic arm and starts, uh, she unhooks the little lever that locks the fingers into place. And then pushes them down because there's little joints in them um, to the point where she's just holding up her forefinger and then locks it again. And she's going to go inside the tents, um, if she has time anyway, before shit goes down. Mm -hmm. And starts uh, putting her hand on people's mouths and then waking them up by like going shh with her prosthetic hand up to her face. Yeah, um, Charybdis gets up and I'm immediately going to uh, cast Major Armor. Yeah, um, I think I probably would have gone for Winfrey first. Um, if the timing makes any difference. If I can get to all of them, then great, but I would have gone to Winfrey first. Yeah, you can prob you probably managed to wake up uh Winfrey and Charybdis. However, Maria, while Reverie's trying to sort of wake everyone up, you hear the flapping and then the sound of like something hitting dirt. And huh. you look ahead of you and a fairly large griffin has landed in your camp. It doesn't see you quite yet. And it's going to the other half of the corpse and just sits there and starts just eating at it. Okay, yeah. Um, Mario's gonna, like, kind of get down, like, low to the ground and try to, like, stay within, like, lines. Like, I can see it, but hopefully it won't see me. Make me a stealth check. Oh, thank god. Okay. It's going to be a 23. Yeah, so, like, you, uh, you sort of, like, hop over and, uh, hide behind one of the things that y'all were sitting on when you were sitting around the fire and sort of, like, walk backwards while crouched to try to remain out of its vision. And, uh, this, uh, griffin sort of maintains the vision of, the visage of, like, a hawk. And uh, the rest of its body uh, is very, like, brown. Sort of, like, mountain lion-esque uh, in coloration. Um, he's a big boy. And uh, it's sort of just picking at the corpse that fell out of the sky. 
Like, it will lift up its head ever so often and just, like, make little bird noises while looking from side to side and then continuing to eat. Okay. Um, am I out of my tent at this point? Yeah, if you get out of your tent after being woken up, then yeah. Do I see this thing? Because I assume it's dark. It, it, is, it is dark, especially since the fire has been extinguished. I will look around for a threat. Uh, you could probably make out the clump of shadow next to the cart that is it, because it, it's very, it's fairly big. And you can certainly fucking hear it, that's for sure. I just want to be very clear about this. I can see the creature? Yes. Okay. Um... Does Cryptus know anything about griffins? How dangerous this might be? Uh, make me a history check. Or make me a nature check. Sorry. Same either way. Yeah. 12. Uh, you don't... You know that there are many different types of griffins and that there are... They have been known to just kind of pluck people out of whatever they're doing and then usually some of the smaller griffins will drop their prey out of the sky to ensure that they kill it okay cryptus would assume at this point that this thing must be a threat to the party as she wouldn't see any other reason why they would have woken her up um so i'm going to expend a second level spell slot and a sorcery point to cast an extended spell, Phantasmal Force. Uh, go ahead and have the griffin make an intelligence saving throw for me, please. In this amount of time, I would have gotten Chrono Heroes up to. <laughs> Chrono Heroes goes, oh! as the uh, prosthetic arm triggers his gag reflex. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> stick it down your throat, you weirdo. I put my no. good hand on your mouth <laughs> and the other one in front of my mouth to be like, shh. <laughs> Fucking Wait, freak. So you don't shove it down his throat. No. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to kink shame you. <laughs> uh, that is a sixteen. Uh, I'm going to silvery barbs. That. I really need this to succeed. That is a fifteen. Fucking silvery barbs. Is uh, can you see this or where's he at right now? I would assume you're still right, well, in your tent. Okay, so we can not silvery barbs this. And so yeah, I rolled a natural 20, and then my second roll was a 19. <laughs> Fuck off. Alright, yeah. This fucking succeeds. But the, 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 the number I got was a 15. Yeah, her DC is 14, okay. isn't it? I was just making sure that I wasn't misheard in any way. You could have a 14, and you would have succeeded. If that oh. spell does not go through, does that mean there's no sign that it happened? I mean, she didn't subtle cast it. Yeah, components are verbal, somatic material, so. Okay, then I can I can agree that if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Yeah, it, li it literally doesn't say that it does anything if the target succeeds on the save. So, like, can I just try it again? Yeah, go for it. I'll make another save. Corona, urge come on out. I'll be in front of you. <laughs> hey. Alright, that's a three that time. Thank fuck. I rolled so, a seven. Uh, at this point, uh, it, the griffin will perceive um, a uh, flaming boa constrictor come out of the ground and then wrap tightly around its body, um, sort of uh, pinning its wings together and preventing it from flying uh, or escaping. 
It perceives this illusion as completely real and rationalizes anything irrational that would happen from this illusion's interaction with it. Alright. Uh, should we roll initiative here? Yes. Yes, you should. Here you're rolling initiative, you see the griffin sort of like flail and screech. Uh... Does it take any sort of damage, or is it just... On my poison? turn, it'll take psychic damage, but it will believe that it is being burned. Okay. It's been, like, six hours since we saw the, the weird house, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I want to be very clear, this uh, this illusion is only perceivable to the griffin. Mm -hmm. So to everyone else, it just starts freaking out for no discernible reason. All right, which, obviously, Chrono Harris, you're up first. All right, item interaction, lighting up a torch. And uh, does Phantasmal Force, uh, how does Phantasmal, does it, does it break at all? Certainly would interrupt it. Uh, With, say, damage or whatever. It does not say it. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, it, Yeah, it breaks the spell by using its action to make an intelligence investigation check against my spell safe DC. Okay, but no damage and whatnot. Nope. Cool. Yes. Bruno Harris uh, focuses deeply, closing his eyes, and uh, the a swarm of butterflies comes from. Nowhere in particular, they swarm about the griffin and seem to create these unstable, uh, almost spectral wildflowers beneath it. And above them, these blue morphos butterflies go and pollinate or collect nectar from one before passing on to the other. And as Chrono Harris opens his eyes, focusing to keep it in check, it seems to ever so slightly stabilize. And... Yeah. This creature starts his turn. Okay. Bonus action. Going to command Unseen Servant to go and drop ball bearings over the bitch. And Chrono Harris ends his turn. Alright, that means Maria is your turn. Would I be able to make some kind of test to see if I know what kind of animals a griffin would be scared of? Um, make me a nature check. Okay, that is a 16. Uh, griffins would probably be scared of anything bigger than it. So, other griffins, dragons, maybe some owlbears, although they can fly, so they would probably just fucking leave. Um... Yeah, namely things bigger than it. But, again, um, they can fly. I'm going to make... I'm gonna cast... I'm gonna use... Sorry. Um, I'm gonna use Minor Illusion to make the sound of, like, a distant dragon. Alright. Um, that's pretty much it. And that's it for your turn? Yeah. Alright, that means it is the griffin's turn. 
And uh, Phantasmal Force is not a save or anything, it's just the... It has to use its action to make an intelligence investigation check. Versus my spell. Uh, start of its turn, though. Deck save for web. Deck save for web. That is a 19. It will succeed. Nothing happens. Alright, now it's gonna make the intelligence check. Minus four. That is a 13. That does not succeed. Alright. What is its action? So that means, Charybdis, it is your turn. Um, first thing that happens on the start of my turn, the flaming constrictor snake uh, seems to start to bite into the griffin's neck. It takes three points of psychic damage. Um, for my action, I am going to cast Mind Sliver on it. It needs to make me another intelligence saving throw. Alright... That is a two. Uh, it takes two additional points of psychic damage and receives a minus four penalty on its next saving throw. Alright. Um, how, uh, how hardy does this thing appear to be? I mean, you've done a bit of damage, but it doesn't seem to be, like, super injured by that. Fair enough. That will be the end of my turn. Alright, that means Lady Reverie, it is your turn. Alright, so Lady Reverie at this point, who is kind of crouching down, getting out of the tent, will spring forward, um, and as she rushes up, uh, she holds out her uh, prosthetic arm, which still has the finger pointing uh, that she was using to shush people, and she will instead point it straight up, and there will be this, um, uh, the leaves on her shield will all flutter as they turn their deep autumnal orange, and then she rushes up and casts uh, Summon a Prisity Scintilla to attack, um, but the pointing at the sky was her casting um, Wrathful Smite with her bonus action. So, um, this thing isn't restrained. It got, got out of web, right? Uh, well, I have a question about that, Chess. What's up? Since it's being grappled by a illusory constrictor snake that it perceives as real, would it be considered restrained? If it's not legitimately um, restrained, then no. If it perceives that it is, it can behave that way, but it wouldn't actually be. Okay. Fair enough. So no advantage, just to be clear. Yeah. I didn't think so, but well, because good my looking out, Allie. Is, is if any of you get about. close enough and it's swinging wildly, it's still going to hit you if you get mm -hmm. into it. You know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I will make an attack roll. Yeah, keep in mind the ah. web is at the edge of the griffin right now, so you are not stepping in it, but it is there. Uh, I'm, I assume I miss with a 10. Um, yeah, a 10. I forgot it's AC, so give me 0.2 seconds and I will let you know if that is the truth. Yes, you do. Okay. Um, in that case, the Wrathful Smite stays up, but I do miss on this turn, and I will stand in front of it with my shield out. And that'll be my turn. Alright, that means Winfrey, it is your turn. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to start moving up to the griffin, and as I do so, the wounds in the hands, uh, both hands now, not just the one, begin to split open as these uh, long trails of blood seep out, forming the large blade of a greatsword that she then catches with the handle in her right hand, 
Um, and she's gonna try to approach and bring it down onto the griffin. Big sword. Alright, make me an attack roll. Does a 17 hit? Oh, yeah. There's 13 points of slashing damage. And then... Uh, do I have any bonus actions that are kind of coolish? I think? Uh, I think we'll hold off on using anything for now. Uh, that's my turn. Alright, top of the round. Corona Harris, it's your turn. Already have it make me a fucking nothing going to Ray Frosted. That does not hit. Chrono Harris bonus action. We'll have uh, Dr. Agartha fly in, give uh, Winfrey the help action, fly away, ends his turn. That means it is Maria's turn. Um, Maria's gonna like stand back and like have her bow ready, but she's not going to be doing anything. Are you gonna hold your action? Uh, sure, why not? Alright, is that all for your turn? Yep. Alright, that means that it is the griffin's turn. Again, it's gonna try to... That is a 15. For the intelligence check of the deck save. Intelligence. Do I need to make the deck save? Yes, you need to make the deck save as well. First and foremost, though, do we want to debuff that uh, check? I think we do. I think... Yeah. I think we're going to be a lot more likely to keep it with Phantasmal Force than with Web. This thing seems to be physically pretty strong. So am I making the deck save or am I remaking the intelligence check? Yeah, uh, Silvery Barbs, remake that check. Okay, I got a 14. Uh, I wish we could reduce an ability check. That would be very helpful here. But, um... If not, does anyone else want to silver barb it? Uh, I'll take a fucking crack at it. Why not? It's still 14. Jesus Christ. Nobody has anything that can reduce an ability check? Nah. Okay. Well, that sucks. But that does take its action, so... Also, what do you get on the deck save? I have to make that right now as well. It gets a minus four. It got a six. It is restrained. Uh, so, <laughs> as it breaks free of the illusion, it taps one of the butterflies and is going to be sucked into quantum entanglement. Their positions are correlated with each other. The butterfly still upon it makes it still as well, and they both freeze in stasis. It is restrained. All right, after that, that means it is Charybdis' turn. Uh, I'm going to cast Grease in its position. Uh, because it's restrained, it has disadvantage on the dexterity saving throw. All right. Is it all for your turn? Uh, it has to make a dex save. Oh, it has to make a dex save right now? Yeah, and it okay. has disadvantage. Yeah, that's a 10 on the dex save. Okay, that fails. It falls prone. And because it is restrained, it can't get back up. All right. Um, I think after that, I'm going to expend two sorcery points to quicken spell, and I'm going to mind sliver again, have it make me an int save. It dice will fucking blood. That is a nine. That does not succeed. So, it will take three points of psychic damage, 
and on its next saving throw, it receives a minus three penalty. Alrighty. Anything else for your turn? I think the only other thing I'm... Well, no, because that was my bonus action, so yeah, that, that will be my turn. Alright. Lady Reverie, it is your turn. Alright, so seeing it um, be wrapped up in the web, uh, she will then rush forward and uh, use her Apricity Scintilla again. I get a 24 to hit. That does hit. Rolling with advantage, okay. right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I rolled a, a 9 and a 17 for a 24. Um, and my total damage range was somewhere between 7 and 19, and I got a 7, so I rolled two ones. Uh, however, it does need to make a wisdom saving throw. Don't forget the minus. DC is 15. The minus what? Minus 3. Yeah. Neat. That is a 9. 9, excellent, okay. So much suspense waiting for that. Um, no. so... As Reverie reaches out and the Apricity Scintilla strikes uh, that line coming down and striking it across the jaw, its head whips back towards Reverie, and then it looks up and sees her glowing orange eye, which suddenly begins to become almost hypnotic in nature, glowing ever brighter, and this simple, beautiful beast looks in and sees the depth of time and space and the sheer lack the, of reality that seems to hold on to Lady Reverie, and he is frightened of me. Oh, cool. Or she, I don't know. And that'll be my turn. Alright, that means Winfrey, it is your turn. We're gonna fucking bonus action Hexblade's curse it. Alright, go for it. Uh, and then after I do the Hexblade's curse, I need to change the threat range. Did I do that right? Yeah, I did. Okay, so now I'm going to, now that I have cursed Lay Griffin, I'm gonna swing at it again. Oh, shit. Uh, that's a, okay, cool. Well, it's not much better. It's a 10 instead of a 9 on a nat 1. Yeah, you do not hit. Yeah. We're not level 5 yet, so I don't have a second swing. Uh, that's my turn. Uh, also, that means it is Chrono Harris's turn. Alrighty. Chrono Harris is going to focus intently as the creature remains in stasis, and two butterflies in this phantasmal garden are going to flutter out and land on Reverie and Winfrey, activating emboldening bond. And then... That will be Chrono Harris's turn. Alright, that means Maria, it is your turn. Um, I'm gonna hold my action again. Alrighty. That means Charybdis, it is your turn. I think we're just gonna hit this thing with uh, some more Mind Sliver. Uh, go ahead and have it make an intelligent save. Nope, that's a four. Okay, it takes four points of psychic damage and gets a minus one penalty on its next save. Um, that's all we're doing. Lady Reverie, it is your turn again. So this thing is... Sorry? The griffin gets skipped. No, it literally couldn't do anything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It can um, make a... It can, it can make a, a wisdom check against my spell save DC. 
uh, as an action on its turn. I did the rolls. You did do rolls? Yeah. Oh, nose. Yeah. Um, okay. How does this thing look? Terrifying. Not having no, a No, I mean, time. like... Okay. Um, and it, it's scared of me. I look over at it. I'm going to hold my action. Um, but I will call back to Chrono Hears. Uh, drop the web. Let it flee. And I will stand there staring at it, continuing to terrify it with my weird otherworldly presence. Um, but I will hold my action... If this thing becomes a danger to my friends, I will attack it again right. using a, a Prissy Scintilla. Alright. Is that all for your turn? That is it. Alright. Winfrey, it is your turn. Sick. Uh, now I'm pissed, so as a bonus action, I'm going to cast uh, Branding Smite. I'm going to swing at it again. Do I still have advantage? It's still a stain, so... Yeah, okay, cool. And you can add a d4 if you'd like. Uh, I will not need to do that because that is a crit. Nice. Sick. So that is going to be... Uh, hold on, I need to do math. That's... What the fuck is 16 plus 7? 23... 33 points of damage. Holy fuck. Yeah. 23 slashing, 10 radiant. Winfrey? Yeah. Tell us how it dies. <sighs> well, seeing as how it didn't fucking listen the first two times I tried to swing at it, I'm going to go ahead and remind you who the fuck it's dealing with by making my, um, my, crim my dark crimson sword shine with a purple and black light as I bring it down onto the neck of the griffin, cleaving it in twain, causing a small purple explosion at the base of the spine. Um, the uh, necrotic energy begins to fade and seep into Winfrey's own body as it seems like the macabre display has also recovered her wounds slightly. Not that she had any to begin with. Then she's just going to let go of the sword in midair and absorb it back into her hands. Yeah, and as that happens, whatever is left of the griffin, all of you notice that it very suddenly turns to ice and then withers away. And it seems to be carried off by the wind. That's not normal, but that is what happens when it dies. Technically, since it's Parts are still restrained. Does it blow away? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Very small parts. There, yeah, uh, Chrono Harris drops the web and uh, is going to. He's uh, going to have his familiar look it over. Or not his familiar, his unseen servant gather anything up. Um, can I look back and find Maria? I would assume so. I mean, yeah, she's standing there. Um, noticing that Maria was abstaining from attacking, um, Reverie will, uh, put her shield on her back. Um, and we'll go up to Maria and say, you okay? 
I mean, I'm fine, I guess. I just didn't see a point of the whole thing. Yeah, it all happened pretty quickly. You can, um... If you want, I there wasn't a lot of time left on our watch. You can go do your thing, and I'll, I'll keep watch for the rest of it. I mean, I don't really have anything to do, so... I'm... I plan on staying up anyways, so... And then she's gonna uh, start the fire again. Yeah. So, um, Serena's over by the car by the cart, calming the horses down. She like peeks over from the side of one of them that's trying to jump and like move her, but she's just holding its reins and go, "Is it safe?" It's safe. Is everyone all right? Good. And yeah, does the unseen servant gather anything up or? No, it literally okay. vaporized. Weird, very weird. Cornelius uh, pulls out his book. He starts scribbling down. He uh, seems to scribble down something about uh, a thesis. We have just proven it with that web. And then he is going to write down what he saw about the griffin. And does he know anything about that? Uh, make me a history check. About it. Wow, we that is going to be a twenty-seven. So there is a legend that goes around in license that there is a monster that lives in the mountains that is a gigantic, and I mean fucking just motherfucker of a griffin that is able to do things magical, and it has little servants that it summons that are smaller griffins that aren't real, they're fake, that they send to go hunting for them to bring things back to it so that it doesn't okay. have to hunt for itself. And that is the only reason you could think of that there would be a griffin that would vaporize after it's killed. Oh. <laughs> uh, and it's just a legend? I mean, it, it's one of those things where people swear they've seen it, but you know, then there's people that have sworn they've killed it. Then there's people that have sworn it killed their family. It's another yeah, weird okay. it's another weird thing about license that like, you know, it could be true or it couldn't be, because license is just filled with weird magical bullshit that is very similar. Yeah. His his eyes actually kind of start to sparkle as he's writing this. And uh you will take one more look for any uh, Griffin dust before retiring again. Now make me an investigation check. Oh, gladly. Check. Investigation. Oof! That's a nine. You know what? We're pretty close. Uh, Colonel Chef. Chef. Boom. Uh, it's a little better. That is going to be a 19. That's a little better. 10 points higher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't see anything. And then, um... Oh, you, you do. Feeling intense regret, he concentrates okay, on a stellated spiral, which he seems to drift his consciousness towards the edges of. And then he is once again uh, back a little bit. What does he see now? 
so, so sort of in the grass, you see one of its claws had fallen off and was completely shrouded in ice and still remains material despite what you think you might know about it. And it's sort of uh, glistening once you like, like the wind blows the grass a little bit out of the way and you catch it and you catch its glimmer. <laughs> Corona <laughs> Harris, um, having missed it before, goes, <gasps> he reaches down and grabs it. And um, as he stands, he kind of clears his throat and he turns and he has this stoic expression once again. <laughs> <clears throat> Interesting. And he's going to retire to his tent, which point he will study it extensively. Chris puts the fuck back to sleep. Before uh, before everyone fucks off back to their tent, um, Reverie will go over. Uh, she will uh, put her hand on Charybdis's shoulder and just smile and say, Good job. Uh, and she'll go over to Winfrey, not touch her, and will say, uh, Thanks, Winfrey. And then we'll just walk off as if she knows that's exactly what Winfrey wants. <laughs> Good. Charybdis um, also looks over at Winfrey as she goes back to her tent and says, Hey, couldn't help but notice the uh, improvement there. Cool sword. Mm. Oh, the, uh, yeah, well, I mean, no point in just leaving the sword behind now, is there? Figured I might as well make some use of it. Rituals being what they are, I just sort of took it for myself since no one else was going to. Understandable. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, to be honest, I wasn't sure we were going to get that thing before it got free, and seeing what happened last time, we uh, tried to talk first and fight later, and Reverie almost died. I felt it was important to take care of that thing before it had a chance to take care of us. Well, you'd be right. Granted, if we're being fair, Griffins, you can... Just don't be too mean to them, they'll most of the time leave you alone as long as they ain't too hungry. Seeing as I had that deer, might have been one of the only times I could have shown mercy. Well, it also turned into ice and floated away, so I'm thinking we made the right choice. Aye. Anyway, good night, Winfrey. And then, uh, goes to bed. Yeah, sure. Um, for the rest of the watch, once the fire is back up and things are calm again, um, Lady Reverie will sit nearby Maria, um, not crowding her, and she's also not trying to start a conversation like before. Um, but she is kind of like absent-mindedly humming to herself the whole time. Um, and it is, uh, she has no idea what the song is that she's humming. She like occasionally like does a little da-da-da or a little la-la-la without really paying attention to it. Um, and then it almost... After a little bit of time, it seems like an eye just, just kind of like hits her and looks over to Marie and says, Will you play a song, please? Just something quiet. I feel like it would help. Um, Maria will be, she'll kind of like just absentmindedly like looking around and then she'll look to um, you as you start talking and she's going to sigh. Sure, why not? And then she's gonna pull out the her pan flute and just start um, playing a soft tune. 
kind of cheerful, but also with, like, an underline of, like, just, like, a calm, like, kind of sad, but also cheerful at the same time. Upbeat and melancholy. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do, like, little hums in the background, just sort of melodizing. Melodizing? Is that a word? Melodiness? Melodizing. It would be harmonizing. <laughs> That's the one. Thank you. One of those words. Uh, and I'll just sort of, like, lightly harmonize with you, but never taking your thunder in that regard. Just enjoying the little bit of time before the watch ends. Uh, with his two waking hours out of the eight, Cronaris will appraise the claw, if possible. Uh, yeah. He is just looking at it. Uh, make me an arcana check. Boom. Uh, that's going to be a... Do-do-do-do... 19. So, Colonel Harris, you are sort of, like, turning this thing over um, in your hands, and, you know, you feel like if this were implemented into something, it would probably be able to absorb a little bit of the cold, if you catch my drift. Okay. It by itself, not so much, but you can tell that you, if you used it for such a thing, probably. It itself seems to take in the cold around it. Huh. Which makes the object itself colder. Two sessions time, Lady Referee is gonna be Lady Chicken. Whoa. <laughs> what? what? I don't Chicken like claw. How often you talk about me becoming your food source? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Colonel Harris stashes this with incredible caution, and yeah, does anything else happen, or does the night pass semi-uneventfully? Do uh, do any of you else have anything you want to resolve before the long rest ends? Uh, no DM. All right. Lady yeah. Reverie falls asleep on Maria again. Yeah, by the time you are supposed to rise, it uh, it's still not light outside yet, but it's early enough for y'all to keep going. Uh, for food, Colonel Harris will... Uh, does anyone want a good berry to eat? This floating blue moat tastes like sugar and carbs. Charybdis will never refuse one of Colonel Harris's moats. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you don't want to consume a ration, just let me know. Uh, I'll take one if you're offering. I'll make sure that no one else who wants one. Okay, I will eat a ration. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. You get one. Referee. Anyone else going once, twice? I'll take three times. I'm kidding. You're, you're, hand, you're handing out good berries? They're like little blue moats, and they taste like a very simple candy, kind of, sugar and carbs. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I'll take one. Okay, we'll keep you fed for the day. One more. Anyone else? Once, twice. I'll take mine, and I'll offer it to Maria. Alright, I'm gonna assume know. everyone take it to Goodberry. Cool. That's it. As, um, I'm going to be rest-casting Mage Armor. Alright. 
uh, using my remaining sorcery point to double the duration to 16 hours. And then after my long rest uh, finishes, I'm going to cast a uh, extended spell Mage Armor on Serena as well, so she has Mage Armor for 16 hours. Cool. On the road again. Fellas, I think <laughs> I've got it. What do you have? I've come up with a new recipe. Ooh, what's that? It involves using some of them moats. Mm. An experiment? I... <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> well... You know I like using fruit in most of my recipes, right? Well, most of them. You'll have only had the one. That being me, uh... My grilled salmon with the... Uh, well, if you can call it that. More like pan fried. But, point is... That candy I was using involves, uh... Caramelizing a bit of honey and then putting some nice and tasty uh, fruits in there, sweeten it up a bit, let it harden up, and then suck on it for a while, eh? What if we used some of the moats to bake something instead? Now, unfortunately, it wouldn't work if, um, well, you know, didn't have any way of baking. Can't do that over a pot. But it fills you up. And I can probably make just enough for the entire party as long as we don't add anyone else to it. Could even feed that lion eye. There's a sterile kitchen in our estate. I will allow you entry for this purpose. Yeah, and Cronair's gonna start. What's that? If there's anything that's gonna get me to like you folks, it's gonna be letting me cook for you. <laughs> no, I don't, don't piss me off by saying I... it tastes like shite. Hmm. Well, I would be eating it, so you don't have to worry. Yeah. Now, uh, with a little glitter in his eyes, he's going to start writing down the workings of an experiment, the hypothesis and whatnot. But hmm. Serena perks up and she like tilts her head to the side and goes, "Does that mean we're stepping? We're stopping at your estate before we reach our location?" I. She like kind of like looks down as if she can is trying to envision a map in her head and she's like I actually don't know if your home is closer than wherever we're going actually we're going to visit the Crowleys so it's fairly close by but either way I think it would be more appropriate to arrange a meeting with the Crowleys from a more official Location. Oh, what would that? What does that entail? I guess I should ask. Mm. Well, first we send them a letter. I have one in particular, and um, likely the meeting will take place at our estate. We will negotiate uh, passage into uh, the catacombs that they owned, um, and see what we can find down there. So we arrange a more formal meeting with them first, rather than meeting them face-to-face? -face? Of course. It's only good manners. Protocol must be observed. Understandable. So we're heading back to where the two of you reside first? Precisely. Fair enough. 
that does place. I think you'll enjoy it. That does cut our journey back a little bit than what we originally all spoke about, so that's helpful. Also, I think my brother and I would just like to spend a little bit of time at home before we go off to some place that, until recently, we weren't sure existed. I need to check the library. Oh, your estate has a library? Yes. Fancy. I'd be more surprised if I did it. Sadly, I don't think Chrono Harris will permit most of you to enter the library, but nonetheless, it'll be a good place for research. No, we're... We'd have to set aside a very small area for visitors. I like that you emphasize small. Like, we're gonna have to set up cost the small partition for you. <laughs> you walk in and it's like the mudroom and there's just a wall <laughs> built up. <laughs> you actually go into the bathroom that's adjacent to the library. It's the, it's <laughs> the room, room and they're like... Bathroom, closes the door, it doesn't open. <laughs> it's like a room like you can hang yourself from these please thank you <laughs> we'll come collect you when it's time <laughs> we're going though no oh, yes we're going. i have a weird question chess what's up if i use enhance ability for bull's strength uh enhancing the carrying capacity of these horses could we hypothetically get there faster I guess technically, because since they wouldn't have as hard of a load, they'd be able to use their stamina less for carrying and more for speed. Alright. Uh, I think in that case, I'm going to expend a second level spell slot and two sorcery points. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, cast uh, Enhance Ability for Bull's Strength. So you increase the strength of the horses? Yeah, um, they have advantage on strength ability checks, and their carrying capacity doubles. So they are twice as strong when it comes to carrying shit. Cool. So we've effectively gone from being pulled by two horses to being pulled by four. For one hour, Lady Serena's gonna have a fucking horrible time. <laughs> I think she'll be alright. She's probably okay, she's a lion. That helps. She cool. If anything, being faster, y'all will notice Serena kind of start acting silly. Aww. Like she'll kind of run and then maybe do a little yump. That's cute. <laughs> yump. Yump. It's jump but German. <laughs> I would also uh, extend the duration of that spell, but sadly I can't stack meta magic because the world hates me. So that's uh, for an hour? Just make one really strong for two hours and the other average, and we'll go in circles. I feel like that would just wipe <laughs> the second one out. <laughs> yeah. Bro, calm down. <laughs> yeah, the second one will be like, bro, what the fuck? Did you take roids? We're not allowed to do that. Got the fucking zoomies. And the other one's like, Honestly, if I could, I would give them a pace. Is it is it cost efficient to even do what I did, by the way? Like, do we, do we get there faster? Does it even help? Uh, it makes your trip... It's going to make your trip in total about four hours shorter. Oh my god! Hell yeah! <laughs> Whoa. You basically doubled their speed, so you make Woo. double the progress you would have. Sick. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. So, like, say you were, like, right the... here when you started. Yeah. And, like, normally in the time you were going to travel, you would have made it, like, right here. You uh -huh. have made it right here. Holy fuck. Damn. Enhanceability's broke ass. 
Well, especially since you cast it on both horses. Well, if that's the case, after that right. hour is done, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> so, shorten by eight hours? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean the trip total. No, but like if I do it again, then I would shorten the, the, the oh, yeah. trip total again, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, you're basically fucking, fucking... Sorcery points to burn. You're fucking human. Which I, before you do it, the before the, before you do it the second time, uh, um, Serena's like, uh, are you, whew, are you doing that again? Yeah. Oh man. All right. <laughs> she like maybe, starts limbering wait, up. Maybe we wait an hour or two just no. to give us all time to come. Oh down. man. <laughs> and then we go fast again. You know you can climb into the cart. Yeah, but I feel like that would then not affect your spell that well because then it would make the cot heavier and harder to carry and she's like doing stretches you know what you have a point i'll 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 give you an hour <laughs> so gracious uh, thank you i'm i'm just charybdis just like shrugs and says just trying to make sure that we get there before something terrible happens oh yeah any sass you're getting is from minnow to be clear <laughs> Lady Reverie's having a great time. She's Newman. Yeah, as you're all going through, I would like Lottie Dottie, everybody, to make me a perception check. I'm not good at those. Perception. 13. Yeah, put the rolls in chat for me, please. Oh my lord. You're fine, I'm like two feet away from you. I'm gonna do it anyway, just because you told me to. And I like listening to you. Maria? Colonel Harris, as you're sort of uh, traversing through, you're now straight up in the fucking snow, by the way, and you're passing by the uh, mountains that are basically what's blocking you to a full-on clear shot into winter Spain, where the Mobius res uh, residence lies. There is a fast-paced but light snow sort of falling down. Uh, not quite sleet, but like... If license could possibly get any warmer, maybe, but most likely not. Uh, the lands are dotted with what look to be cherry blossom trees, except rather than being pink, they are purple, and some of them have fruit coming down from them, uh, along with the regular fir trees covered in snow. Um, license is very, I wouldn't say barren, but you'll see nature and then any... You'll see the trees, the shrubbery, but other than that, it is just snow and mountains. You will see maybe the occasional fox, maybe the, the occasional stoat, but other than that, they usually go hide back in their snowy burrows. However, with your perception, you're sort of like skirting this mountain. Obviously not on the mountain, you're not on difficult terrain, but you are going around it and it is very much present. Um, Colonel Harris and Maria... You sort of look up and you see a shadow sort of lumbering in the mountains. Oh. Uh, and you do hear a rumble. Some rocks, not big ones, they wouldn't damage your cart in any way, but sort of fall from the mountainside and sort of roll until they meet your path. Again, not big enough. You could literally just walk over them. But you hear a sort of <sighs> growl coming from the mountains. And then you see a large shadow pass over your cart and then disappear. And it seemed that while you were sort of 
making this acquaintance with whatever was causing the mountains to literally shake. It was colder in the area. But after the shadow passed over you and disappeared into the mists of the sky, it... The snow sort of eases up a little bit, being a, at a gentle fall now. That's worrying. Cornelius mm. uh, is going to have Dr. Agartha stop um, acting as his uh, intermediary to learn to drive a cart and uh, fly up at a very low altitude and keep watch. Yeah, as you're... You sort of... uh round a bend of the mountain and the horses suddenly start freaking out they rear on their back legs and start trying to like back up as if they don't want to go forward anymore i mean they start freaking the fuck out uh serena sort of runs runs forward and goes hey calm down calm down trying to calm down the horses and then she, you see her Colonel Harris and Maria, since I'm pretty- or, unless you two are- you two are at the front right now, currently, right? I'm correct on that stance? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, your vision is slightly obscured by the horses starting to freak the fuck out, especially, uh... Maria, make me an animal handling check. Did she- uh, Okay, there you go. It's a, it's a 14. Yeah, so... You're managing to keep them from throwing the cart around, but you are having a lot of trouble trying to get them back in order. It, you're doing it enough to keep them from destroying your mode of transportation right now, but they are freaking the fuck out. And once again, as you're watching Serena try to calm them down, you see her look forward and go, <gasps> Um... What's going on? Uh, we should back up a bit, and then you'll want to see this. Let the horses get out of the sight. Cause they're... And like, one of them like, one of their hooves kind of meets her chest a little and she backs up and falls in the snow and goes, Ow! Hmm. Colonel Harris, uh... Does Dr. Agartha look up and ahead, looking through his eyes? What does he see? Um, you see... So, along some of the snowy wastes, uh, winter... Winter's Bane is about a good 30 miles away, so this is not the city proper, but there are small little outlets for things like miners, etc., uh, that are, take the form of small, almost unnamed villages. Um, and up ahead, you see one of those little encampments, and every single one of the tents and buildings is shrouded in crystallized ice. And there is, to be frank, viscera and snow, and blood, and ice everywhere, and broken down buildings. There would be yeah. fire, but the snow contains it. Sarita said, stop the horses. This is distressing. Oh, the horses are stopped. He is going to hop out of the cart and begin kind of quietly, uh, hopefully with the party, trotting up to investigate. Uh, Charybdis will go with. Uh, as the twins pass Serena, she's like, I'll, I'm going to uh, stay back with the horses. Make sure nothing happens. Uh, who else is going with? I'm coming. 
Alright. No one else? Uh, Mario would come too. Alright, one for you two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, shall we all make our sneaky checks? As, um... Before Charybdis goes forward, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion uh, to create the illusion of, like, a big piece of cloth that will span over the eyes of the two horses. Yeah, and uh, Serena stays back and she looks at Charybdis and goes, Thank you. I'll keep them calm. It'll only last for a minute, so hopefully this doesn't take long. Maybe once their eyes are, un are uncovered, they'll have a better sense of their safety and become regardless. Charybdis nods um, as she follows everyone else. Yeah, so the lot of you re-go around the bend, and once again, there is just a completely and utterly destroyed encampment. Um, some buildings are completely just ice bricks. Um, others completely and utterly destroyed. Also, are we, like, sneaking forward? Is that what y'all decided to do? Sneak forward? I, I don't know. Uh -huh. I believe so. Yeah, I think that's what Colonel here is sudden. Okay, in that case, would um, follow. In that case, second level spell slot uh, on Reverie to give her cat's grace. She's gonna have advantage on dexterity checks. Um, and I will roll stealth. That's uh, good stealth. Mino, do you just want to go back to that other check? Which I assume you made a disadvantage and remove the disadvantage. Yeah, I I just rolled again just to make it easier because yeah, rather than being like because otherwise I'd be rolling with advantage. I re-rolled and got a uh, um. Well, because like here's here's what I'm doing, right? I'm removing your disadvantage. With right, 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 I get it. I'm saying that I'm re-rolling it because I rolled a disadvantage, and if I just took the higher one, that would be rolling with the Oh, advantage. I didn't so realize just everybody rolling. fucking rolled. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I yeah, so I'm re-rolling. You're good. Alright, and Winfrey, can we get a stealth check? And stealth from me as well? Yeah. Uh, That's an 11. Alright, so Colonel Harris and Winfrey are crunching in the snow a little bit. But everyone else remains fairly quiet, and you sort of creep your way into this encampment. Um, along the way, you see whole people just encased in ice, their visage of terror permanently frozen. There is quite a few dead bodies. It seems that there is about four outside, two of them fully encased in ice, others just laying on the ground. Um, there seems to be no immediate threat, as there's nothing else here, but you can tell that this happened recently. Mm. Uh, just, I'm making the connection, Chrono Harris is making the connection. Does this seem like something the legendary, um, Griffin would have done? Uh, make me, make me a nature check? We'll go with that. Okay. That is going to be. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba. Come on. There we go. 15. So, 
based on your knowledge and the fact that you literally just had an encounter with something that might have been involved with it, surprisingly and horrifyingly, no. This would be something on a much more intense caliber than a griffin. That is very bad. Uh, searching about, are there anything to identify uh, in this order? Searching for things to identify these people, uh, things which may have given hints as to what happened here, and valuables. Uh, make me an investigation check, and anyone else can make this check as well. Since there's quite a bit um, of ground to cover. Instead of looking for that, can I look for maybe survivors? Oh yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> Regardless. Is that also investigation? Yes. Can I, um, because you said there's people frozen in these ice blocks. Mm -hmm. Can I make a medicine check to determine if they were dead before they were frozen? Uh, yeah, go ahead and make me a medicine check. Uh, that is a 10. As far as you're concerned, the ice block might have been what killed them, but you can't discern for sure. Gotcha. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and roll investigation as well, why not? <laughs> I shouldn't have even tried, it was a 3. Oh, God. Yes. Maria, are you going to make the same check or not? Nah? I did, but I rolled really shit, so it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Chrono Harris, uh... You sort of, like, trek forward, trying to ignore, but... You, uh... See one of the bodies encased in ice, and you can... Since they're perfectly preserved, basically, you can make out their uniforms. Uh... These are... Um... Scholars. Uh, and ex excavators, I got that word out, from Wintersbane. You can tell by the insignia on their clothing, it sort of looks like a crystal and a book with a sword going through them both. Um, kind of in like a little crest, and their uniforms look very close to like what a lot of the people in Wintersbane wear, has their colors. Um, and again, with the familiar insignia, these are the people that basically go out and collect materials and do research in the nearby mountains, the one that you are currently coasting. And you know that these encampments um, are set up, you know, and belong to really any of the cities. They're kind of spread out between. Uh, and a lot of the people that do research for them usually live there for about a year and then the staff, quote unquote, rotates. It's like a mini village. Okay. Got it. Is it clear what they were investigating or excavating? Um, when you look at the sort of side of the mountain, you can see that a dig was started, but barely started. Um, and you can see that there are, like, crates filled with just, like, rock, like quarry stone, but, like, they hadn't found anything valuable yet. You can probably hypothesize that they were going to start a dig here, but most of the buildings are destroyed. None of their documents made it. Are there any, like, big-ass footprints? Wow. Alright. So, started a dig, got attacked by something. You said all their documents are destroyed? Yeah, like... Uh, at this point, Chrono Harris would want 
some sort of ID to give to people, as well as any spell books or scrolls. Uh, the ones encased in ice are, well, encased in ice, but those bodies on the ground, again, gross, since some of them are ripped in half and you can't even see their faces. Uh, you can collect some of their identification, albeit a little bit damaged from being in the snow, um, or covered in blood. Uh, but those in the ice cubes, unless you tried to somehow excavate them. Um, and then you do find a few spell books, um, no scrolls, uh, a few potions. I'll write those down in chat for y'all since we're getting close to time anyway. Um, and then there's also a few weapons. Uh, not very many. There weren't many people of martial status here. And then a fuck ton of, uh, ex ex <gasps> excavation equipment. <laughs> gotta um, go to... To answer your question, Charybdis, there are, are no indications of whatever attacked them touching the ground. So, would it be reasonable for Charybdis to assume that they got attacked by something big-ass and flying? Yes. Hmm. We need to warn someone about this when we get in town. Charybdis, can you help me here? Uh, yes. Coming, brother. Uh, and Charybdis will uh, assist Chrono Harris on whatever he needs. Yeah, uh... Yeah. I'll go ahead and finish stuff and I'll put her down. Alright, in that case, yeah, Chrono Harris is going to get as many scraps as easy as he can and uh, try to use mending to piece them together with Charybdis' help. Uh, Chrono Harris, as you're sort of collecting things, you do... Like, when you get close to one particular destroyed building and you're sort of collecting some of the things, you do hear a... Uh, 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 help. Help. Oh, shit. Running for it. Charybdis does, too. Yeah, you approach a building and you see a person, um, drow in nature, uh, well, in race, I should say. Uh, <laughs> they have yeah. half of their face is literally covered in ice. And their already dark, sort of purple-tinted skin is starting to blacken with frostbite along the edges oh, of their nose and lips. And, you know, they you can see the dig marks in the snow where this person had obviously been trying to claw their way out, but are crushed under the weight of a building. Oof, oh, they're man. still alive. Yeah, that's, that's no bueno, uh, for sure. Uh, you could definitely yeah. call them alive. Um, Do I? Can we see Does Reverie from where we're at? Can you see Reverie? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you're, the buildings are kind of arranged in a circle, so if y'all are just kind of going in between them, you all you all have sight on each other at all times. Yeah, um, I think Charybdis at this point will uh, pull out the wire sphere, flip it into a staff, uh, concentrate on this individual in the building, and then just slam the staff into the ground. I'm going to vortex warp this individual into the arms of Reverie. Yeah, so when you do that, you literally, the, anywhere be the below the rib cage is completely, <gasps> completely destroyed. Oof. Uh-oh. Wait, was that- As a result of the spell, or as a, Did they were already like that? No, they were already like that. 
that did not happen Would... because Charisma's cast the spell. Did you move? Oh them? Jesus! Like recoverable, bones broken, or gone? Well, like they're still in one piece. It's just they are gravely injured. Oh, they I thought you were saying I just ripped this dude in half. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm no. I was <laughs> saying not... that anywhere below the rib cage, it they were. That was the injuries that they were dealing with when they were trapped under a building. Okay. Right, but there's still body there. We're not. I'm not yeah. holding half a drow. Yeah, you're not holding half of a drow. You're I just was, holding. I mean, they're a broken okay. individual, not oh. a destroyed individual. Then I thought. I thought they said gone, as in like, oh, no. non-existent. I, I say. Like, I say destroyed, as in like bones cracked, bloodied. Like okay. they are. They. The, the they moment. Are effectively pancaked. Yeah, the moment that this person hits my arms, um, I look up in time to see uh, Charybdis casting this. I assume, by the way, while all that was going on and Chronoharis uh, was getting um, IDs and all the other stuff, um, that Lady Reverie probably didn't find anyone else, right, with a two investigation? No. Alright, so did I find any more bodies, at least? Uh, you found, like, you could see into one of the buildings that was shrouded in ice that there was, like, one more body... And then a few mm. in the snow along the mountain. Again, very okay. not recoverable. Yeah, but... she would just just so I can also kind of like put in my mind what she was doing. She was uh you know still looking for people first, but in that moment she uh kind of like marked them and remembered where they were for later. Um, but yeah, the moment that uh she looks over and sees Charybdis slamming the staff down, um, and this person just kind of appears, uh, she will catch them and instinctively. Um, drop uh, 10 hit points into them. Yeah, I think, um, by the way, the, the visual for this is as Charybda slams down the staff, uh, there's just this, like, black uh, energy that surrounds this person as if, like, shadows, and then it turns into, like, uh, a sort of brass color, um, and the world seems to just, like, right itself around them, uh, as if that person was in Reverie's position the whole time. Yeah. Um, so I'll drop the ten hit points into them immediately. Seeing that it's a drow, and I know that it's like snowy out and shitty, but it's still daylight, so I'm gonna throw um, my um, prosthetic hand over like top of his face to try and shield him from the sun a bit, because I know that makes him uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll just like sit there and just basically do like an immediate like treatment for shock. Um, just like, you know, making sure that he's okay before I start asking any questions and anything like that, because dude is in a fucking bad place. Also, I have a question about that, Jess. Hmm. So, would lesser restoration be an appropriate thing to remove white frostbite or anything? Um... Because I can remove diseases. This isn't really a disease. Um, no, it's more like a... How about we see like, how much carry going to need after the healing? Yeah. I think actually what I'm doing is I drop the 10 hit points and I, I put my hand over his, his face and I just run to the fucking carriage um, if it's not, like, painful for him for me to go. Because I want to get him to a place where I can lay him down. Uh, as you start trying to, like, move, he, like, uses the remainder of his strength to grip Reverie's sleeve really mm -hmm. tight. And he looks up and goes, It's too late for me. I just to tell you and he like looks at reverie like mm -hmm. like and he just goes dra, dra, and then he just hey. 
his I gave him points. 10 more hit points. I know it's probably too late anyway, but Reverie's trying. Yeah, he like he just he he can't get the word out and then his hand just falls limp. Um yeah, I think that as as the hand falls limp, she finishes putting more hit points in and uh tries to reach for that well of reserve and realizes that there's nothing left. Um and with the practice of someone who has seen death many times and has held many people while they die in her arms, she uh hears his last words with reverence and vows to remember them, even if they were unclear. But she will um put her her forehead to his, uh feeling the cold of the ice against her scalp, and then whisper a few words too quiet for anyone else to hear, and will um gently lay him down in the snow. And then looks up and meets Charybdis's eyes and shakes her head, no? I think Charybdis just like has a look of horrified shock. Can I infer what he was saying at the end there? Uh, make me an insight check. Okay. Did I? Oh boy. Uh, I don't know how far. Reverie what's your was What's your passive perception? My passive is fucking eleven. You probably would have heard when he said, "There's no more time for me. I need to tell you this." But then after that, because he was fading so fast, it was like incoherent. Save for like uh, the fact that Reverie was like a, a foot away from him. This is this is canonically great. Uh, that's a natural twenty for a twenty-three. All right, so you you were studying him. You were looking so intently with your just your natural ability to just listen to what people had to say, even if he could not finish it. You sat there and listened every syllable, every movement of his lips, and he. You're pretty sure he was on the way to say the word dragon. And the snow falls over a series of very unfortunate events. Hey everyone, this is your DM speaking, and thank you so much for watching episode 14 of Rollbound. Rollbound's episodes will premiere every Monday on both YouTube and Spotify. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at RollboundPC, for more updates, TTRPG content, and most of all, memes. Rollbound's content book, Chas's Guide to Kelmar, is also in the works, and set to debut in late 2022 to early 2023. Updates about that also on Twitter. Tune in next time as our adventurers try to cope with the unfortunate display of the state of the encampment outside of Winterbane and reach out in hopes of an audience with the Winterbane's council as well as the Crowleys. See you next time. <laughs>